Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 85. Got a really interesting discussion for you today. We're going to talk about emotions and how emotional might be too emotional for players to perform at their best. But before we do that, let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. We're very fortunate. We have some patrons that have been supporting us and doing a great job of helping Coach Don and I uh, with the podcast business here for a couple of years. We're looking for more people to come on board and help support us. Uh, Patreon.com slash everything fast pitch is a way for you to support us financially. There's three different levels of support. If you're in a position where you can help us out, Coach Don and I would really appreciate it. There's expenses and things that go into producing the podcast. I promise we are not getting rich in the podcast business. And Tori, we can tell them the Patreon program, it's just a matter of pledging $5 a month. Right. And, uh, and every little bit give... helps. There's three different levels. It's 5 10 or 20 And then there's different uh, levels of reward that go along with uh, each level of support. The bottom line is we want to keep doing coach prep, keep, keep doing everything fast pitch. And the thing that's keeping the wheels rolling on this bus right now are our patrons. And so we truly do appreciate the patrons that we have, but we would love to have some more people come on board. So if you enjoy what we're doing, you enjoy listening to the Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep podcast, please consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So Don, emotions. Yeah, no, we've got those for sure out there, good and and bad. Yeah, and one of the things that I've noticed this year, uh, I've had a chance to watch quite a few college softball games between the ESPN Plus and the different networks. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that I'm seeing a, a real difference in how certain teams approach and how certain teams appear to approach the mental game and their emotional level of, in, of investment or, or how, in, how emotional they are as they play the game. Seeing everything from the cool, calm, collected, business-as-usual types of teams where player hits a home run and, and there's a certain level of enthusiasm, but it's very much like a been there, done that. Calm, and, cool, and collected. Right, no, no yeah. big deal kind yep. of attitude. And then many other teams where every time a pitcher throws a strike or every time a hitter gets a hit, um, you would think that it's the... The, know, meter, the, the yeah, meter spikes. Yeah, the walk-off win in the bottom of the seventh inning of the championship game. And somewhere in the medium area is, I think, what most teams should be shooting for. Uh, but unfortunately, I think that one of the misunderstandings that I think a lot of people have is that somehow being super fired up, being super emotional is a key to being successful. And I think our game is one that, while emotion and enthusiasm is always going to be part of it, I do think there's a point of no return where players get so fired up, get so emotional, that it's difficult for them to perform as well as they might if they could find more of that mid-level, medium-level arousal as they're getting ready to play. Tori, I think you're exactly right. And um, again, that 
that to me like a roller coaster. I mean, when you go way up, when something good's going on, that also means likely you're kind of going way down when things are tough. Right. And, uh, you know, we definitely don't want to be that. And even as we talk about it, it gives me that feeling of being drained, you know, because it's, it's so much up and so much down that, you know, I'd way prefer that calm, cool, collected, intense, but under control. And we want to, uh, you know, be excited about the good things that are happening, but there's more business yet to, take care of, right? Right. When I think uh, your roller coaster analogy is a good one. I've, I've used the roller coaster um, in discussions with teams this year. When we go to an amusement park, if you go to Disney World or you go to uh, Six Flags or whatever, you stand in line for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours to ride a roller coaster that's going to last 90 seconds, maybe right. two minutes. But the reason that we all love the roller coasters um, is because while they're really fun, they're scary too at the same time. You know, Part of the reason that the adrenaline gets so pumped up and you know, when you go over the edge and you take that first big drop <laughs> yeah. um, even though you know you're on a safe ride at disney world there's part of your brain that shifts gears and goes oh my god i could die right now right the thing about the roller coaster that i think kind of ties into our discussion about emotions and how we play the game it you know being really emotional is really fun but it's also really scary because sure. as you said earlier there's going to inevitably be that fall off you know if we're trying to be you know, amped up, you know, Energizer Bunny is at the really highest level for a very long time. Sooner or later, that falls off a little bit, it peaks, and then we've got that rebound where we're going to probably fall down into the valley of the roller coaster where we're waiting to see if we come back up or not. No, and eventually we are going to be in a competitive game when we're not up. You right. know, we're not winning, and, and we don't want to be you know, on a low at that point, right? Right. Well, and, and when we think about some of the more technical skills involved in our game being too emotional i think could be a real detriment you know we see it all the time now when we watch high level hitters that as they're approaching an at bat when they're stepping into the batter's box they're doing everything they can to calm their nerves and to calm yep. themselves down you know to take deep breaths to focus mentally so that they can be zeroed in and ready to perform their task and we see the same thing from pitchers you know where they you know, walk to the edge of the circle, they, you know, they take their breath, they focus in on the next pitch, you can see them, you know, zeroing in, showing, you know, as little or no emotion as possible. And to me, I think that's where the challenge is, because I don't know how players at any level, but certainly, you know, a lot of the players that we're talking about, younger players, you know, that don't have that much experience or that much maturity, how they're supposed to be able to manage that balancing act between, okay, now for the next two seconds, I'm going to be totally focused. But two minutes ago, I was jumping up and down and screaming and yelling. and I'm you know, ready to jump out of my skin. Right. I'm and, so and excited, so, yeah. And, and so to me, I think that's one of the things that we want to talk about. And I think when we look around the field, each position has different skills and different levels, levels of focus of that. That, yeah. that you need to have. All players have to have the ability to be in control and under control for stretches of the game. And I think that um, helping players and coaches think about you know what kind of balance we really need to have to have the success that we want to have on the field. One of the things I see a lot with the younger teams is that they equate, you know, screaming and cheering and yelling for being ready to play. Right. And uh, in it. Yeah. And, and if I had a nickel for every time I heard a player who was frustrated or angry with their team's performance, you know, come into the dugout like, and everybody in this dugout better be cheering now. Right, you know, everybody in this dugout better be behind the hitter to show um, me you're in it. Yeah, somehow get back into the game by being enthusiastic. 
And and again, that, I I don't want to send a mixed message. I don't think that player should be in the dugout moping and and unhappy and you know ready to break down because things didn't go well. But I also think it's it's a faulty thinking to think that just by being amped up and excited and all those kinds of things that it's going to lead to playing better. Well, and again, uh, you know, we talk about trying to create a consistent uh, environment for us as a hitter, and part of that is that calm you know, not too excited and just very consistent in our approach to our at-bats. We kind of have to do that all the way through. Right. And, uh, you know, when when there is an exciting environment, meaning we're one run down or maybe it's a, a tie ball game late in the game and we've got some runners in scoring position, I mean, that's pretty exciting. That's what we're, you know, that's what we're playing for. So it's really challenging and tough to not over rev the engine and get a little overexcited, but that's kind of a, a practiced thing and an experienced thing. If you've been there, done that, and and uh, you know you can, I guess, be successful at getting into that same comfortable environment. I think our chances of performing well is going to be a lot better. So I like right. that we're talking about it. That's good. Yeah, and one of the things that I think for our coaching friends, it's uh, worth investing in is spending some time, you know, working on the mental game skills, helping our players see the value of, again, there's a balancing act. You, you have to be aroused. You have to be ready. But we have to be able to control that level so that it's something that we can manage and, and put to good use. And, you know, it's, it's sort of like, uh, you know, the idea of the engine, you know, in your car. You know, if you, if you stand on the gas, you're going to go a lot faster. You're going to hear that engine rev. But how long can you keep your foot on the floor before the engine blows up? Right. And I think for softball players, sometimes that we keep our foot on the floor until the engine blows up, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> or we run out of gas. Yeah, and, we're, yeah. We're, we're stuck on the side of the road with, uh, with no way to get going again. And so I think for uh, coaches to spend some time helping our players understand that, yes, we want them to be enthusiastic, but we need them to find a balance. We want them to be passionate, but we don't want to cross that line of, control you know, I've, to, I've always liked that statement be intense but under control yeah you want yeah no no i was gonna say you need both and uh you know if you talk about it and how that can actually be something that that we can attain can we be both yeah you can be intense and under control or find a few little click words like that that you can you know remind your team as things are getting heightened or you know even as we're you know having a challenging time right it's like stay intense but you know, we're under control. Right. And I think there's the, the mental game training, you know, working on routines and visualization and all that stuff is something that uh, we've talked about a few times. It has tremendous value. I think where it's really helpful is giving players confidence that they can then help themselves. You know, one of the things I see all the time, and I'm sure you do too, especially with younger hitters, you know, that what we work on with them in lessons or what they're working on in practice doesn't always show up on game day sure. because on game day they are so amped up. They are so... It's a different know, environment. Yeah, the, the adrenaline is rushing, the nerves are going. And I think that's a you know, perfect uh, situation where it can you know, help a player see that what you can do in the quote-unquote no-pressure environment of a lesson or the no-pressure environment of practice can then be carried over, you know, that you can find that balance between how amped up do you need to be to be excited about playing but not driving with the you know the foot on the floor and the engine ready to explode. Tori, what do you think about this too? And when, when you're a batter coming up to the plate and and your uh, you know third base batter's coach or first base coach is uh, you know kind of bouncing up and down because they're so excited that you kind of wake up and your adrenaline goes higher. To, or if they recognize that you're 
little overexcited or the, the situation is really heightened, that they can kind of calm things down by, by their uh, body language. Yeah. That might be something, too, for us yeah. to be watching. Yeah, because I think that, uh, you know, as coaches, we're going to obviously have a huge impact on the— Either the, up or down. —the atmosphere around the team. And I think it's important that we that we understand our role in it, but that we also in, invest some time and energy in helping the players sure, have yeah. a, a much better understanding about how all these things are going to impact ultimately how we play. And again, you know, I just have this picture in my mind of a kid in the dugout, you know, say you know, they're, they're the third hitter this inning, so they're in the hole, you know, and they're in the dugout, and they're screaming and yelling and stomping around and you know, beating on buckets and, and all that stuff. You know, and and their heart rates at you know at two hundred, and their blood pressures at two million, and then all of a sudden they step out in the on deck circle, and now they're supposed to be now it's back their on, turn, yeah, back yeah. in control enough to go up and and get ready to hit and recognize a pitch and take a good swing, when thirty seconds ago they were the you know the over the top uh, super cheer person. And what's funny, Tori, as you're saying that too, I'm thinking back to uh, you know coaching college days, but uh, you know even those environments when everybody's hammering and pounding and excited for that moment you know looking down to see who's about to come up to bat I can remember times seeing and this wasn't something we necessarily even coached you know I didn't do it on purpose or anything but you know you'd look down and the ones that were about to get up on deck were trying to visualize or be calm or they weren't necessarily the ones that were hammering and pounding right yeah but I think that's the the reason why this was so important to talk about today because I don't think I see it yeah. it's for sure with the younger players that, that I get a chance to spend a lot of time with. I don't see them having the ability to flip that switch to go from you know right. the raving, screaming lunatic in the dugout one second to being the calm, cool, collected hitter or pitcher the next. No, I, you know? I, I know, yeah. And, and I think that, uh, so for us as coaches, we need to model that kind of balance and uh, business-like approach. It's okay for us to be enthusiastic and, and cheer and, and pull for the kids. Um, but I think we need to model for them the business-like approach of being excited and happy but still in control. I think we need to talk to them about the differences between those two uh, So mindsets. they're aware, right? Yeah. You know, because I think that there's things that you can do in practice or in, in training, you know, to you know, let them see how challenging it is. So maybe you, you, know, you set up a drill in practice where you know, right before you go up to the plate, you know, a kid has to do two minutes of, Something of, of raucous, you know, crazy cheering so that, you know, have, you know these eight kids are going to hit in the next group. And for the two minutes before they go up to the plate, we have them doing nothing but jumping around, screaming, cheering, yelling like it's, you know, the seventh inning of the most intense game ever. And then now it's your turn now. And then just pick yeah. one randomly out of there and say, OK, now you have to hit. So when they're up there and their heart's still racing and their mind is still bouncing around and stuff like that just to start to give them a feel for, you know, recognizing for themselves that line that, you know, that maybe they like cross it. occasionally. I like um, it. And, and again, you know, th- there's ways that we can do those kinds of things to help our players see the value of being in control. Again, I, I don't want to take away the fun. I don't want to take away the no. enthusiasm, but I want us to be enthusiastic and in control. I want us to be excited and amped up, but to the point that it helps us perform better not to the level that it uh, drags our performance down. And we're not going to get into the whole sports psychology aspect of it today to, to save a little bit of time. But there's plenty of things that you can read. You know, Brian Kane and Harvey Dorfman and Ken Revisa have all written great books about baseball, softball, and how the way that the brain and the body work together. They all have a chapter 
it shows the, the bell curve of emotional uh, and physical connection and how you keep going up, you keep going up, you keep going up, you hit the top of the roller coaster, Eventually, and then you come plummeting down. What goes up's got to come down, right. right? And that's true of our emotional preparation and our emotional level as we play as we play the game. And we all know that this is a game where enthusiasm is crucial, but out of control doesn't lead to very good softball. Tori, I really like the idea of, like you said, having the, the amped up cheer and just picking one and saying, okay, now it's your turn to go up to bat. What, what are you thinking? Right. And they would be, you know, kind of exhausted, but everybody would then be a lot more aware of that up and down emotional or energized feeling. And, you know, for them to understand that, hey, it's good to be cheering, but then there's a time for you to start prepping. Right. And they do in a game know when their time is. So they, you know, if they just finished an at bat or if we just came in and they were the last at bat last inning, they're the ones that are allowed to be a little bit more involved in that, that, uh, excitement. Right. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Well, coaches, there's something for you to think about. We want them to be excited, but we don't want them to be too excited. We want them to have fun, but we really want them to be satisfied with the fact that they played really good softball. Yeah. And, if they're satisfied that they played really good softball, they're going to remember the day as being fun, whether they were jumping up and down and running around like crazy lunatics in the dugout or not. So hopefully you can put that to use. So a couple of quick notes. Please check out fastpitchprep.com. Um, you can order your square cuts training discs there. They are flying off the shelves. Uh, you go to the fastpitchprep.com website, hit the order button, and uh, we'll get them shipped out to you right away. Don't be the last one to get them. Uh, they, are, they are a really good tool. We're very excited about it. And there's tons of other information if you go to the fastpitchprep.com website, the blogs, the YouTube channel, and tons of other stuff for you to take advantage of. So, Don, anything else for 85? No, just ready for another great week, Tori. So all of you that listen, thank you very much. Spread the word. Get your friends to listen. For Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening to episode number 85.